Hey, good afternoon, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. I got another new face in the clubhouse, somebody that is a team that we've we've talked about before, but it's going to be exciting to see his thoughts and hear his side of the story. So, Scott, welcome to the Top Fan Rivalry Clubhouse. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. Hey, guys. Nice to meet everybody. Um, I am officially known on social media as Bobble Sniper. I... Um, been collecting bobbleheads for well over a decade now. Have a uh, way too many in the collection and in the bobble cave, and um, I am a diehard Boston Red Sox fan. Okay, okay, I like it. I like it. I like it. So tell me, how did you become a Red Sox fan? Is this a childhood thing, or is this just a they have very simple? I mean, I, I live in Connecticut, and most half of Connecticut is split. Yankees Mets half of it more up north is Red Sox and I live in the southern part and just I have no friends that are Red Sox fans everybody's Yankees everybody's Mets and my father um I was a kid and he was he, he was a Red Sox fan and I just followed my dad's team pretty uh pretty straightforward I love it first of all I love that it's fighting words like you're like okay hey I'm I'm going to be this one Red Sox fan in front of yeah. all my buddies. I definitely stand a- out around our, around our town and our neighborhood. It's, you know, it's mostly all Yankees. So we stand out. Yeah. And I, I actually love, that's my favorite question to ask people because most of the time it has to do with grandma, grandpa, dad, cousin, somebody. And it really is by nature. It really is America's favorite pastime. Yes. Right. It, and so I love that. I love the fact that you and your dad are, are fighting for the Red Sox down in South Connecticut. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So let's talk favorite players. So who's your favorite current player? And then who's your favorite player of all time? And and tell me why. They don't have to be Red Sox, but they can be. So do tell. Favorite right now probably has to be... Probably Xander Bogarts. Probably... You know what? It's a toss-up between uh, Bogey and uh, Devers. Um, They're both questionable. um, I don't want to say liabilities, but our GM definitely meets the sign. The both of them to long-term contracts, like they are requesting. Um, But I would say, as of right now, probably probably Bogarts. But they do have to send him a qualifying offer, and I, I'm pretty sure technically he's a free agent as we speak. Yes, he, he is a free agent as we speak, and that. But but Raffy is under contract, so I think one more year arbitration, and um, so yeah, probably I would go Raffy. You know, it's it's funny because every and I hate this time of year. I I love the holiday season, but I hate this time of year where everybody thinks that they have a spot on the rumor mill. Right. Yeah. But everything that I'm reading says Bogey's going back to Boston. As long as you guys are willing to pay him, he's going back to Boston, which I think would be great for Boston. It is. But, you know, he's the homegrown guy. But it just, you know, you got to factor in. And, and, you know, every GM and every fan that knows somewhat what they're talking about comes down to how many how old is the player and how many years i mean if you're looking at 30 31 32 years old and they want a six to eight year contract the 
level of ability once you get to a certain age kind of uh d- diminishes so mm-hmm. like not to bring him up but Aaron Judge I mean he he wants a ton and ton of money deservingly so but what's he gonna how old is he gonna be in you know what is he 32 he turns 31 before the season starts I believe 31 yeah. so you're looking he wants a what six year seven year con- so it really just comes down to age and you know these players want these long long contracts and they typically never work out in the end no no they don't it's funny that you mentioned that too because I was thinking that and I was wondering if a Red Sox fan was going to bring up a Yankee but it's I mean, you did it very respectfully. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So who's your favorite player of all time? All time, it's very, very difficult. I was a Wade Boggs fan forever. Post, I mean, little kid in the bedroom. And, you know, we we never really got a lot of Red Sox games um, in my part of Connecticut. But when they were on, I was always, you know, and back then you're, you're reading the papers and, you know, I, I always consider Boggs the best two-strike hitter in the game. He can, you know, fend the green monster. He made a, a living just hitting doubles off that wall. He could foul any pitch off. Um, but he really I'll never forget this moment when he got traded to the Yankees. And you know, that that was I forgot how old I was. I'm, I might have been eight or nine or something like that, maybe seven. And uh, I took that very, very hard. That was a difficult time for me. And then once the when I really broke down and kind of got angry at him was when the Yankees won the World Series and him riding on the horse. I was just going to ask you about the horse. Yeah. And that really grinded my gears because um, I thought he was going to be a Red Sox for life. Yeah. Um, but. After him, I really, and this is a very controversial player, person, human being, but Kurt Schilling, what he did for that 04 Red Sox team, you know, the bloody sock and all that. I mean, he was just a warrior grinder, and I just fell in love with the guy because the grit he had is what catapulted us for that championship in 04. So I really, really, in, you know, I played college baseball. I was a pitcher. So I, I kind of had similarities with Schilling as far as that mentality as a bulldog. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And I, I can understand completely your, your thought pattern. And I'll have to tell you as a Dodger fan, I'll have to tell you this. One of my top, if you were to ask me one of my top 15 all time players, one of them is a Red Sox. And unfortunately, if he would have stayed healthy, he is the epitome of what good baseball is. But I loved watching Dustin Pedroia play. Because that kid just laced it up and gave you 115% every game. He he gave it all. He obviously, you know, you know the dimensions height-wise he is. He's not the small, the the tallest, strongest, well-built player, but he never gave up on a play. He was obsessed with the game. And um, I forgot what year he was MVP, but he was just a dynamic player. And unfortunately, injuries cut his career short. But yeah. Yeah. He was, but, yeah. When you look at a guy who plays the game right, Dustin Pedroia is one of those guys, right? You know, yeah. he's always getting dirty. He's always, you never saw him in the middle of a brawl. You never, like, he wasn't that guy. He just said, 
I'm happy to be here. I'm going to lace it up. And it, to my understanding, I, you know, again, I don't live in Boston, but to my understanding, he was a fan favorite out there too. You know, guys oh, huge, but he was he was one of those players where if he was on your team, you'd love him. You'd take a bullet for him. But opposing teams and fans hated him. He was that scrawny little short guy that, you know, would often talk smack. He never smiled so much. He was just that like hard, you know, that 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 like short, annoying player. Um yep. I mean Yankee fan, all my friends that are Yankee fan, they hated Pedroia. Of course they did. Of course they did. Because so, he wore a Red Sox jersey. And he leveled up when yeah. he played the Yankees. Exactly. Like, I mean, the guy could be hitting a buck fifty in the season, but he was hitting six ninety against the Yankees. I don't yes. know how it worked, but that's just the way he rolled. So yeah. So no, Red Sox fan, we we uh we adore him. Well, good calls there. So let let's talk about ballparks for a second. So obviously, you've had a chance to go to a few ballparks. Where which ballparks have you been to in your life? Not many. Fenway, obviously. Yankee Stadium, obviously, because it's so close. We, we go to City Field a little under a handful of times a year. It's a great family atmosphere. I got two young daughters, a lot of family games, interactive things for the kids to do. So Fenway City Field, Yankee Stadium. And when my wife and I got married, we took our honeymoon in Hawaii. And on the way back, I made it a point to buy San Francisco Giant tickets. So we went to um, a Giants game out there. Loved it. Froze our uh, rear ends off. Yes, yes. You think California it's that wind off the ocean. You're like, oh my god. Yeah, we didn't we, really pack accordingly. We, um, I've actually interviewed a guy named Covey Cove Dave, and he's one of the guys that sits in the the cove and gets the home run balls when they come into the cove. Uh, in and his, uh, it's a club canoe. Yeah, canoe in the canoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, but you're right. Like I've been to. Back then it was called AT&T Park. Now it's called Oracle. But I've been that park. And you're right. It doesn't matter. It's July and you're frozen there because it's right. that wind that comes right off the, the bay. And you're just shaking your head going, how did this just happen? Aren't I in California? What's going on? Right. Yeah. And, you know, I know they won a lot with Posey and uh, Bumgarner and all that. But I don't know. Like. Not to bring them up again, but if I was judge and the team is really good, you're freezing in October there. Exactly. You're freezing. So it's, I don't know, maybe I'm just a wuss and I like playing in warm weather parks, but. Well, Judge is also a hundred, he grew up a hundred miles away from that ballpark. So it's for him. You went to Fresno, like right? Yeah. Well, Sacramento, just outside of Sacramento. But he went to Fresno State. Yes, he did go yeah, to yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's, so for him, it's kind of like, but those guys are going to have to back up the truck. And if the Giants do that, they're not going to have a lot of cash to do a lot of other things. So he's going to play on a team that may not make the playoffs the seven years that he's there. Yeah. And there's so many new free agents. Trey Turner, um, you know, Bellinger. Who else is out there? Shortstop from Atlanta, uh, Swanson. Anthony Swanson, Carlos Correa. Yeah, even, there's so uh, many guys out there. Gene Segura, the second baseman uh, yep. over at Philly. Yeah, I mean, 
you know. So it's that time of year before winter meetings, everyone's chirping. Is the season to be merry? Yeah. <laughs> right. So if so if, if money wasn't an issue, you had the resources to do it. You were going to go to five ballparks. You and your wife are going to take the kids to five ballparks. Where are you going to go? What's on your bucket list? Where do you want to see? In no specific order, Wrigley, because mm-hmm. the you know the historic nature of it, you know, similar to Fenway being two of the oldest stadiums in the leagues. So I would say Wrigley. I've heard phenomenal things about Pittsburgh. Yes, it's relatively quote-unquote brand new i mean the team is the record speaks for themselves but i heard it's gorgeous there so pittsburgh um i definitely i, I would definitely want to check out the dodgers okay. um 100 want to check them out with the uh you know because a lot of my following there are a lot of dodger fans and they go to all these games for the bobbleheads and the backgrounds and everything. I heard it's really, really nice there. Um, I do want to check out Houston. I want to check out that train track in the, in the, uh, over the wall. Mm-hmm. I want to check that out. So what is that? Four? Yep. Three, four, four. Toronto. Okay. Rogers Roger Center. Okay. It's not it's not called the Sky Dome anymore. Right. It's like Rogers Center or something like that. Something when I was a kid where they would pan up where there's like hotel rooms out in center field where you could sleep overnight and watch something about that is super, super cool. And probably probably Mariners. Okay. Yeah. That's, I just, that I, I've never amazing. been to Seattle. I heard it's gorgeous. Um, the fish markets, all that. I mean, and Seattle's going to be really, really good the next couple of years. But yeah, something about Seattle I like. So the uh, if you think you froze in San Francisco, go up to Seattle in July because that ballpark is right off that water too. And okay, you know, pack pack as though it were January in Boston or in Connecticut. It's not yeah. it's not covered like half they don't do the it's wide no. open. No, wide open. Yeah, okay. there's two ballparks that didn't make sense to me when they rebuilt them. Uh that one in Target Field where Minnesota plays. Minnesota. How, how in the world are you know it, so because we're bringing the games back later and later, right? And we're adding playoffs. I mean, can you imagine can you imagine if it were Colorado versus Minnesota? in the World Series. We're going to be watching Game 7 of the World Series after we watch the Detroit Lions play on Thanksgiving. Right. Like, it's going to be so bitter cold. It doesn't make any sense. It's like retractable roofs. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, more parts should have that. Um, I mean, you you know, you wonder why typically every Super Bowl is in a warm climate area every year. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, it's because they, I mean, I, so Seattle is one of those ones that's, I mean, I've never been to a game there. I have family that live up there, so I've driven by it, and it is right on that freaking water. And I'll tell you what, oh, wow. when that sun sets, <laughs> freezing. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, and I've been back to Boston in 
during Thanksgiving and we've got some good friends that live up in uh, New Hampshire. We've been yeah. back there during Christmas time. I'll take New Hampshire at Christmas sometimes in Seattle and you know when it's when that wind effect hits that water. Yeah, I mean even you know you catch it at the right, you know, the wrong time Boston gets cold too and you know New Hampshire with the snow there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so final question. So we've covered your Red Sox fan, we've covered your favorite players, which I thought were phenomenal choices. We've covered ballparks. I'm glad you mentioned Dodger Stadium, which is the third oldest ballpark. And if you and your family ever get out here, you let me know ahead of time. I'll give you the VIP treatment. I'll teach you guys where to eat. Good cool, stuff. Sounds like, good. Have the LA experience, right? Mm, the stuff that I yeah. get to do. But, you know, it's because you've never done it, right? Final question. We're coming into the 2023 season, right? We're only, what, 90 days away from spring training or some ridiculous yeah. thing like that. So we're coming into spring training. What are you looking for the Red Sox to do to be competitive? Or what are you looking forward to the most, I should say, for the 2023 season? First thing right off the bat, Chris Sale has to be healthy. Mm -hmm. He's been injury prone the past couple of years. Um, his, His frame is so frail. He just falls apart. He never really used to do that when he was on the White Sox, but he's got to be healthy. Sign of Valdi. Guy throws 101 on the black. Um, not so worried about the offense. I mean, I'd like to, you know, um, secure Devers the next gazillion years in a Red Sox uniform, but it all just comes down to pitching. You need sail healthy. I want a Valdi back. Um, you know, even Rich Hill, I, I'm not saying like I, I'm dying for him back, but I think he did sign actually, but you know, he threw some good innings for us this past year. Um, so basically, um, started, I mean, it's cliche, you know, it's starting pitching, good arms in the bullpen, middle rotation, stuff like that. Um, but that, that AL East division is Tampa is always good with their low budget salaries and, uh, obviously the Yankees, um, Toronto's really good. So, you know, even Baltimore, I mean, Baltimore surprised the whole world. Don't sleep on Baltimore. They got a no. lot of young kids up there. I and... think not, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm biased, but like the AL East has to be the toughest division in baseball. It has to be. You're not, you're not biased. It's true. It's yeah. true. It's true. You got the AL East, you got the NL East, and then the NL West. Those are yep. your divisions. Both central divisions are up for the taking, right? And the American League West, for the most part, is either Seattle or Houston, right? Yeah. But no, you're you you nailed it perfectly in that. I mean, you, you got to get the right pitching. You, you don't have problems scoring runs. It's just you know limiting the damage and and getting your your starting pitching past the fifth inning. Yes. God getting forbid it, you actually well, have somebody pitching sixth inning. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we lost a lot of guys on our bullpen. Deekman, I think, got traded. Barnes was not. He was extremely inconsistent. But we've had some, um, I don't know, the past three or four years, we, we've had a lot of um, emotional bumps. You know, we let go of Benintendi. We let go of Mookie Betts. That really shattered the fan base pretty well. Um, but, yeah, just starting pitching, going deep into games, and just staying healthy. Our lineup's going to be fine. Our defense is going to be okay. Um, but it's just that competing with the AL East is, you know, it, it's just a, it's a slugfest every time you play each other. 
Well, you guys have the advantage now where you're playing every team. So that means you're going to get a chance to play Arizona. You're going to get a chance to play Colorado. You're going to get a chance to play. And I hate to say this because, you know, I live close to Anaheim Stadium, but you're going to get a chance to play the Angels. You're going to get a chance to play Oakland. You know, the the teams that are struggling a little bit more, you're going to get a chance to see those teams. Um, And I don't even get to see, you know, like over here on the, uh, the East Coast, you know, we don't, unless Trout comes to Boston, New York, we don't really get to see him. I mean, even though it's summertime and everything, but these games go on at 10, 10, 15 at night. And like my dad, he doesn't stay up and watch the games till one o'clock in the morning. So it's, I don't really see a lot of Oakland and angels and Dodgers unless yep. they're on like Sunday night baseball, something like that. So, well, speaking of that, I mean, let's not, let's not mm-hmm. lie. Boston could be Oh, and a hundred and the Yankees could be Oh, and a hundred and one. And you guys are still going to have Sunday night baseball. If the two of you guys are playing each other, doesn't matter how bad you guys are, you're still going to be on Sunday night baseball. Ratings and money. Exactly. Well, unless it's the Cardinals and Cubs, it's either it's either the Cardinals and Cubs or the the Yankees in Boston. And it drove me insane this year. You can make a you can make a a decent case for Braves Mets too. That's true. You you can now, but there was a number of years where yes. Yeah. So, well, hey, yeah, Scott. but I mean, we, we definitely, we definitely underachieved this year. We did not play well, and we, uh, uh, our, our captain, our skipper, Cora said we're going to do better next year. So, fingers crossed. Hey, I like Cora. I like Cora. So, Scott, thanks so much for taking your time out and being in the clubhouse. Uh, we're going to have to have you back. We're going to have to have you back. Yeah, have sounds good. Bostonians on or, um, but top ten rivalry followers, if you aren't doing this already, he's already mentioned it. This is Bobble Sniper. Uh, Scott has got phenomenal things on his page. If you haven't paid attention to that, follow him. Uh, send him, you know, IMs, whatever. We'll get him back on and we'll talk a little bit more. But Scott, I really appreciate the twenty five minutes that you've given me. Um, I love talking baseball. I love the East Coast feel and flavor to it. Even though I'm a West Coast guy, um, there's just something different, right? I mean. You guys could be down 18 to 1 and you guys aren't leaving until the final pitch. Here, you're down 18 to 1 in Anaheim and people are leaving in the fifth inning. Yeah, it's quite the difference. But no, I appreciate you, Bill, having me on. This was a lot of fun. Anytime uh, I'd love to be a guest on again, just let me know. And, um, you know, fingers crossed for your uh, Dodgers next year. Thank you, as well for Boston. All right, Scott, have a good one. Thank you, too.